Hello and welcome to Jen Taylor Rerouting, where being rude is never acceptable, but sarcasm is welcome and swearing isn't always a bad option. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Jen Taylor Rerouting. Today I am so excited. My guest is Willie Mack. Willie, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Here in St. Louis for my brother's graduation. All right. That's why you're there. That was one of my questions. So Willie and I actually cyber met when I cyber stalked you. I think I have a, a <laughs> problem with that. Actually, no, we were on um, a group. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a group on Facebook for public speakers to try yeah. to learn more tips and tricks. And we all had to post a video, which I was concerned about because I have no video taking or editing skills. And uh, I saw your video. It's called Willie Mac, A Motivational Story. It's still on YouTube. I double checked it today. It's just under six and a half minutes. And I watched your video and I was moved to tears. I don't move to tears very often, but I was pretty much moved to tears. It was such an exceptional story. And you put it out there in such a great way that I contacted you. Yes. I said, holy crap, you're awesome. And who did your video? And you were like, I did my video. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, then I want you to do my video. And you did my video. So yes. that's how we met. So you are now you're from St. Louis. Yes. And you moved to LA about 15 years ago. Uh, 13 years ago. 13. Okay. And um, you got, where did you get your degree? You got your degree in 2008 in marketing. Yeah, I got my degree 2008 and uh, I'm sorry, I'm moving around. You're, you're okay. The video doesn't post so nobody can see you but me. Yeah, I got my degree in international business and marketing at uh, American Intercontinental University over in uh, California. Oh, it was in California. So that's when you moved there. Right. So you moved there specifically to go to college? That's what the catalyst that got you there? Ha. Oh, I don't like that lighting on me. No. Well, I, the, the truth is, it's a funny story. I moved to California, I guess, kind of chasing a uh, female. Oh, was, the plot yeah, she was, she was a model here in St. Louis. And um, she was like, I want to go to California. I want to go to California. And I was like, nah, don't go to California. I mean, we're in St. Louis. Nobody from St. Louis really leaves to California. She's like, I'm gone. And I was like, don't leave me. Take me with you. <laughs> and so that's what that ended up lasting only like another year in Los Angeles. And I ended up staying out there graduated college and all that good stuff all right so she was the catalyst that got you there but then you stuck it out anyway i did so st louis mom's an elementary school teacher dad's a preacher like mm -hmm. can't be any more middle of the country than that um right. four brothers so there were five boys bless your mother huh yeah. <laughs> yeah last one is finally graduating this weekend all right so um where do you fall in that in the five i'm the oldest you are me too the oldest is the best i know right yeah i mean by far so yeah but the thing is my younger brothers are all bigger than me and it's like frustrating because i i think i'm the I, not even i think i'm the most athletic person in the group so it's like I wanted the height and the size and they got it all and don't even want to play sports. 
Yeah, it's rude. God's cruel sometimes. You taught your dad about that, actually. <laughs> about God and about genetics. He both of those things. That's all on your dad. Yes. So you moved out to um, L.A., Mm -hmm. And things are going pretty well at this point, except the degree you got, you ended up not really wanting to use, which is, I think 5% of people who graduate use the degree that they got in college. So, Especially in California, like I talked to some people from different cities and like, don't, I'm not going to not college by any means, but there are some people that's like, they're going to, they're spending this $60,000, $70,000 on these theater degrees so they can be an actor. I'm like, why you don't need that at all not <laughs> knocking it you could probably definitely learn some stuff but seventy thousand dollars well i i loved in my college years and i think uh it's important for kids to go through that because you came from a pretty big family it is not the same as being an adult and it is not the same as living at home and there's growth in that few years that doesn't really happen any other way so Very I'm all for like get out and go to college and have it, but the seventy thousand dollars for the acting thing, I'm not on board for that. So mm -hmm. I agree. So what made you? You did stand up comedy in '07, but you were acting before that, and you graduated in '08. So what's going on during that time? Who? All right. So I was in college at the time, and um, I just needed some money. And I was doing like a lot of background work, you know, when you say like when you watch all those crowds walk by in movies and television shows. So I was doing that and um, I was on Craigslist one day and I saw looking for looking for somebody for this dating show. It never aired, <laughs> but I I'd actually have a copy of it. It's the craziest little show anyway. So I uh, ended up booking that show. And I was like, $500 cash. I'm like, I made it, $500. <laughs> and uh, the person that executed or that produced that dating show was like, Willie, you're really funny. We, uh, we're doing this show right now called College Hill. Would you be interested in doing College Hill, which was, a, which was BET's version of the real world? And from that, that's actually when me and the girl that I moved out there with broke up. Because she was like, she didn't want me on TV. And she was like, because she knew that uh, I would be famous and you're going to have all these women after you. And she didn't want to deal with that. She was like, either be on TV or stay with me. As you know, what I did. <laughs> Here I am on TV. But anyway, so that, that ended up happening. And uh, that just kind of one thing led to another. And So that show, where... It aired in another country. It aired here, but we filmed in the Virgin Islands. Film. Oh, Same that's time. what it was. Okay. Three months in the Virgin Islands. I, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> that's traumatic. Some people, some people talk about it because it, BET didn't pay us to be on that show. Like We got zero dollars for all 16 episodes for the entire season. They made millions. People are like, what? You did? They didn't pay you all at all? I'm like, hey. Y'all calm down. What did y'all do when you all were 20, 21 years old? And uh, you talking about, we're, we're going to all the war shows. Like, I don't know if I posted a photo where it was like me and Janet Jackson. And it wasn't yep. like, it just Janet Jackson. It was like Janet knew who I was. Which right. Was amazing. And it was like all those experiences that I learned got me to either where I'm at now. It's like, I've, I've read this, I've been reading this book, or I finished reading this book called The Alchemist. 
and, uh -huh. and it just talks about journeys and how that whole entire journey craziness led him back to right where he needed to be from the beginning. And it was kind of like, I have a journey and I have this long story and it's like, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, that's what happened. So that's the show that got you more notoriety. Yes. You have, on that video, on the, um, on the motivational video, you have shots of you with lots of different famous people that you were kind of rubbing elbows with. And, and then, so you, you did that, you did some stand up. Mm -hmm. And then what was the next, how far did your acting career get then? At, At this point, it was on and off. I had some successes where I thought, this is it. I'm I'm gonna be next. And then 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 I started seeing the real Hollywood side, where you're starting to be promised all these things. Where people was like, "Hey, you're funny. Look, I have a friend that works at NBC. We would love to give you a show." And in your head, you're like, "What? Awesome!" You start telling folks, "Like, yeah, I'm gonna be back on TV." You start thinking you're living that lifestyle, and they disappear. And it's happened a few times, and it's kind of put a, I don't want to say a callus in that part of my brain, but it, it started making me realize, don't take everything people say for face value. Wait till there's a, even after a contract is signed, there's been people that film that pilot and it's like, NBC wants you for the pilot, $15,000. They'll shoot that pilot. They'll start telling their friends. And then NBC just decides to maybe cancel that pilot. Like, yeah, let's go a different direction. It's like you have to wait till you're on TV right now until yeah. you can really get excited. So I haven't been on TV yet, which is why I've never announced it. So uh -huh. there you go. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I haven't even auditioned. Hmm. So I want to back up though, because you had um, someone you were dating in high school and you guys went to prom. <laughs> yes. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? How was prom? <laughs> prom was interesting. It's funny because my my dad teases me even to this day because uh, my son, his name is Malcolm, was, was telling him like, I know how I was conceived, and my dad was like, "What?" Like like my my I guess she told my son the story, and my son told my dad. Oh. I, oh. <laughs> I know. By the way, Dad. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, high school, I mean. Uh, what year were you in high school? I was a senior. Okay, so it was senior prom? Senior prom. And you consummated the prom. <laughs> and you got a son out of it. So um, how old is he now? 14. All right. And they live in St. Louis? They live in St. Louis, but they're actually going to be moving to Phoenix uh, this summer, in July. So, I mean, I have kids, and kids are hard. Doing it as a senior in high school, I can't even imagine. Um, how did that work, and then you going to L.A. and all of that? It was hard, especially because the first year when I was still here when I had him, I had him a lot. But at the same time, I knew there was more for me to do. And it was a hard decision. But I knew I would fly back off and I would come back for the summer, have him for the summer or whatever needed to have been done. But it's kind of like a yo-yo. It's like you, you drop it and it's like you know it's going to come back and you just hope 
that it comes back the way like you just hope that it works out the way that you want it to work out right and so and luckily it did because they ended up moving to california when they was really young which was perfect for them. she was like because she, she she told me she wanted to come to california i just happened to go there first after i got there and t- was with the other girl she's like i'm coming to california i'm like perfect they lived out there for maybe like four five years something like that and then she was like and that like i said it was perfect for me but then here's how good it was for me she also has a daughter that ends up calling me dad because i remember because i used to take my son out all the time she was maybe four at the time my son was maybe six now and uh one day she just comes up to me because her father's not in her life and she was like mr mr willie is it all right if you can be my dad too? And I was like, ah, oh. I'm like, yeah. So anything I do with him, I do with her. I pick him up, I pick her up. If I fly him out to Cali, she's flying to California. If I fly to St. Louis for his birthday, I fly in June to for her birthday. She, I come, I go to her parent-teacher conferences. She introduces me as dad. That's how close we were, and I, we are just in general. And um, yeah, so, but long story short, how they, they just end up coming. She was like, because California is a different beast, especially when you're from the Midwest. If you're not in, trying to be in the entertainment industry, there's no reason for you to be in California. And she kind of found that out. She was like, for, for example, just rent alone. She was, when she was in St. Louis for maybe a three bedroom, you're paying. 650 maybe 700 dollars a month a three-bedroom that she had in no she had a two-bedroom in uh california and that was running maybe like two thousand dollars a month so just price difference of living wise and you know also with having a kid even with my help it's like she, she was like i'm going back to st louis this is ridiculous so well, that. and that's true, and it is a different animal. And I grew up in New England, and I've still spent almost no time in California, and it is just a weird beast to me. Mm-hmm. So I I understand that. So that so you still to this day, her daughter is your daughter. Oh yeah, I claim it. And so it's funny sometimes because people are like, how many kids you got? I'm like, I got one. And then people see that she'll like, even if it's on Facebook or Instagram, like I'll retweet her, and she'll be like, Dad, Dad. And people be like, I thought you only had one kid up, and I'm like. Let me explain. (laughs) Okay, so you went, so you, here we are back in California. You have this perfect setup with them. You're acting, you're, you're still doing video like to this day now, because you did mine 10 months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you still dabbling in all of that? In video editing? Yeah. I've taken, I've, uh, I've, Every blue, blue moon, like it has to be a very close to heart project or a big favor for a friend. Okay. I'm at a point where I don't necessarily have to do it right now. Right. I, I, I edit as a, for two reasons, either for, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I said, either for a favor or I know I can do it for networking. Like I'm into real estate right now. Like I'm in St. Louis now looking at different properties and driving by looking for vacant homes to try to find the owners or whatever. So when I'm at like these real estate meetings, one, not only am I the only young person in the room, I'm also the only young black person in the room usually because there's usually a lot of older 
older males and whatever it may be there. And you know how real estate is like, eh, whatever. And so while I'm talking to people, they're like, yeah, this is what I do. I'm like, have you ever thought about doing a video? That's like, yeah, I want to, but I have no idea. I can uh, shoot and edit a video for you. They're like, what? So you start doing that for them. It's, one, it's also one of those things where you help enough people get what they want. Enough people will help you get what you want. That's and I've true. learned and I've learned that reading different books and just just naturally understanding life in general. So I, I only I only kind of do it when those situations happen. Well, you're amazing at it. So thank you. That's it's a good thing, good side gig. So now I know quite a bit about the story, and people can learn about the story quite a bit. Just the video, that one six-minute video tells you a lot. So there are uh, highs and lows in career. Mm -hmm. So you had this high, you're hanging out with Janet Jackson. So then what was the process that hit you at the low? And tell me about that. Whew, okay. Let's start BT. We're on, we're, on, we're on College Hill. Okay. So the thing that people don't understand sometimes when they see you on TV is you don't make as much money as you think you do unless you end up being on one of those network, big network shows. And even then, the first season and a half is kind of interesting. Like, I, I like putting it this way. I told, uh, like, example, I made $200,000 last year. Half of that goes to my eight, or not agent, it go, pretty much goes to taxes. Mm -hmm. Then after taxes, you know, you got to pay your agent 10%. You pay your manager 15%. I pay my tithes, so that's 35%. So by the time any of this started to dwindle down, it's like you only really got maybe like almost enough to live off of. So I end up having to be wise with my money and all this stuff. But back to the original story. So being on TV, you start, when you're on TV, you're hanging out with these celebrities and you want to kind of live this lifestyle. But remember, you're not making any money. So you're working a regular nine to five. I used to humor, I used to talk about this in my standup, how I would be at the BET Awards and I would get like Nelly or Pharrell. They'd be like, hey, we're going to this after party up in the hills. Come on. I'm like, all right, I'll see y'all up there. And I would have to catch the Metro bus to the train, then walk up this hill because I didn't have a car. So it's like, you're, 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 how do they say it? Fake it until you make it. That, that was my life. So I end up working a job and all this other stuff and, you know, just this different decisions. And I'm still trying to get into the acting game. And I, and I had an ego. That's what really messed me up. Having an ego blew it for me because I wanted to live a lifestyle that I couldn't afford. I wanted to live a lifestyle that I knew really wasn't me. I know I wasn't raised like that, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways because I'm really mad. Then life hits you with that low blow, like, ugh. Whereas, like, the person that I was living with ended up, it was, I was living with a woman. We broke up, and I had nowhere to go. And it was like, oh, no. And I was calling folks, like, hey, is it cool if I sleep on your couch for a month? Is it cool if I could sleep on your couch? And then they end up sleeping on someone's floor because someone was already sleeping on their couch. And, and at this time I had a bicycle and I'm like, I'm on a, I'm in, a, in my head. I'm like, I used to be famous. 
I used to be sitting here talking to whoever, like people would love to, people would cry to meet some of these folks. Beyonce, Beyonce, I met Beyonce and she knew who I was. It was like that, Chris Brown, Rihanna. And here I am on a bicycle speeding, trying to catch a train. And that's when I kind of had to go through these little humbling moments of just, all right, let me take a step back and figure out what is your, what's your goal now? What are you going to do? Are you going to still try to sit here and act like you're somebody that you're not? Or are you going to try to man up and be smart about this? So while I'm down, yes, there were definitely times I wanted to come back home easily. There's no reason why I would not. And uh, a friend called me and was like, hey, Willie, um, we're hiring at my job. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you understand the dis distance between what I was going through. So my friend called me and was like, hey, we got a job for you in Burbank. I was living with someone in Bellflower. Bellflower to Burbank is a three and a half, almost four hour bike, train, train, bus, bike distance. And I would come to that job just sweating. So I would have to wear like, a, I brought an extra shirt in my book bag just to go to this interview. They was like, hey, Willie, oh yeah, we like you, whatever. We want, um, you know how to edit? I'm like, yeah, I know how to edit. They was like, you know how to edit on Avid? I was like, yeah, I know how to edit on Avid. What kind of crazy question is this? They're like, all right, cool, start next week. All right, yeah, I'll be there. I've never touched Avid a day in my life. I heard of Avid. I went, I rode my bike home to the train, to the train, to the bus, to the ride by home. And I just started watching YouTube videos galore. I was on Google. I went on Amazon. I bought, I bought books. I, let me call it. I mean, when I sit here and tell you that I, I learned as much as I possibly could, but it was because I had to. Like, I could have let it either defeat me and I sit here and just kind of quit or... I'm actually trying to, uh, library, where is it? Here it is. Hold on. I think this is, this is funny to me. Let's see if you can see it. The Avid Assistant Handbook. <laughs> I had it on my phone as an app. I would sit there as I'm editing. They're like, hey, we need you to edit this project. I'm like, all right, cool, give it to me. I'm on this book on my phone watching a YouTube video while trying to edit at the same time. That's how bad I wanted it and I needed it and I understood it and I wasn't going to let it defeat me because I knew I had a bigger purpose in California than just to, than just to sit here riding a bike or whatever. So you were essentially, you were, when do you consider yourself homeless? Cause you talk about that. Was that this point or was that another point later? It was this point. Okay. So I, you're, cause you're couch surfing. I'm couch surfing and I guess there's I guess there are different degrees of homelessness. Homelessness to me was when I didn't have a place to stay and I remember missing the bus one time and I did sleep on the bus stop and I'm like this this is crazy. This is not what I want and I know I needed to have done more. So when you are couch surfing it's just you you you're just a no away or we don't have room away from just being on the street. Right, right, exactly. So here you are, famous, 
with a bike, <laughs> right? I mean, at least you had a bike. <laughs> right. Uh, how long did you work that job where you traveled four hours one way? I probably worked it for about, let's say, eight months before I was able to afford to get a car. So I end up uh, after sleeping on the, okay. No, I take that back. Let's say it was like seven months. And then after maybe like that six, seven month mark, somebody's told me that I could sleep on their couch, which was closer to the job. So I end up moving closer to where the job was. And this time I only had to ride my bike. And it was like a, maybe a five mile bike ride. So I rode my bike maybe like five miles each way. So they're in great up. shape. <laughs> have to be <laughs> the good news is you're in good shape yes okay so you you're hitting rock bottom now in the video you talk about your ego a little bit you touch on that and the voice inside your head <laughs> which is what i'm labeling it because we all have it and the voice inside your head can tell you you're nothing and you're worthless and you deserve to be homeless and who would want you on that next show and mm -hmm. you don't know how to use that program and you're an imposter or uh, and it's the way you, I think it's your voice intonation. It makes me laugh when I hear it. You're like, today's going to be a great day, Willie Mac. You're the best, Willie Mac. <laughs> today's the day for you, Willie Mac, where you're talking to yourself. So you, you went through a period of depression, though. So let's talk a little bit about that, because that was yeah. a low. And you're still a dad this whole time. You're still in California with expensive. You're still couch surfing. You're still wishing you were famous again, which never made you any money, really, at this point. No. So talk to me about that. The depression came. This is, I had a cousin that was living with me at the particular time. And this was my favorite cousin. Uh, I'll look it up later, but yeah, I got pictures of him. And um, he was couch surfing with me. It was me and my little brother. And I threw my little brother going away party and all this other stuff. And, one day or that night my cousin he took a bite out of each piece of the food that i made i made this whole dinner for my brother on a going away party and uh i invited some went girls over some of the friends over and we had this party and they're like hey let's go to hollywood i was like all right cool so we all go to hollywood come back and we noticed there was a bite out of each piece of the food that i made and i was like Cuzzo, why'd you, why didn't you just make you a plate? Why'd you take a bite? And he was like, because I thought that each piece was different, laughing. And I was like, come on, man. I'm like, why you do that? He's like, why are you acting out in front of all these D's and H's? And I was like, dude, chill. And of course, the women like, we're not, we're not, we're not. And I went up to him, like, come on, man. And boom, hits me in my mouth. Punched you big. Yep. Knocked yeah. out three teeth, four teeth. How many? Uh, three teeth. And spit my teeth on the ground. Long levels of fight and all this other craziness. But that really messed it up for me. Because here I am already struggling in Hollywood, not really doing anything significant. I might get a little bitty, small $200 roll here or, hey, we want you on our game show or something silly like that. And as, as I said in the video, 
as an entertainer, as a person that's sitting here on red carpets doing this all day, for you not to have this? A smile. Because you, when, when, first thing a lot of these celebrities do once they get some money, they get veneers, they get their teeth fixed, they, this right here is the first thing they fix. Widen it up. They say, cut all these out. Give me, give me what Mr. Ed has. I want the biggest smile <laughs> in the world. So for me to be able to spit it out and be toothless and not be able to afford the veneers and all this other stuff, and it's like, where am I going to get the money to get this done? Why am I even in LA if I can't, if I'm too nervous to smile and you kind of got this lisp because you, because not when he, he didn't just, when he hit me, he didn't just knock my teeth out. He also broke a piece of my jaw because that my teeth were connected with. They thought he hit me with something. They was like, what did he hit you with? And I was like, I, just his fist. They like, a fist broke your jaw piece with the teeth? So th that was before losing that was before i was couch surfing this is when i had my own place so now i didn't know what to do upset a lot i always was just blaming my cousin i mean because on paper it's his fault like man he's the reason my teeth messed up he's the reason i'm not getting any acting jobs he's the reason like you blame him and then you can't find him because you don't know where he is and it was, it was just, a, as you could as you could just imagine, it's a depressing time because it's different if you get in a fight with some random stranger, if you get to lose your teeth in a car accident, but for like a family member that you're close with that was staying with you to do it, it's like, you can't believe in it. It almost like you can't believe in anyone anymore. And it was your livelihood too. I mean, your smile is a big, you can't, you're right. I mean, you weren't wrong mm -hmm. with your, with your, bottom front teeth totally knocked out you you're not gonna go audition somewhere so it wasn't untrue and your depression not that depression is not real but it was very valid it was a tangible thing mm -hmm. but what i end up having to learn to do was uh one thing that i had to relearn to do was to rebuild faith in myself I had to sit there and be like, all right, this is where you're at now. What are you going to do? The ball's in your court. You just don't sit here and cry and complain and whimper every day. Or are you going to do something about it? So I eventually built the courage. No, what, what, what happened? I think I was reading a book. What book was I reading at the time? My dad suggested some book to me. Uh, Think and Grow Rich or... I forget what book it was. So I started reading this book and it just talks about do daily affirmations. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, it's not going to work because what, what point is it just to tell yourself, I'm going to be a millionaire. No millions come. But I was like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going, not only am I going to do it because it's, 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 it's one thing to do something just to be doing it. And there's another thing to be doing something and believe it. And I was like, let me try to believe in it. So I would sit there and I would look in the mirror with my dentures out, because I eventually end up getting dentures, obviously. And I would look in the mirror and I would just tell myself, you the man, Willie Mac. That, that, that's, that's, what, that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, anybody can hear it if they watch the video. But yeah, 
Uh, well, I love the fact that you did it because in my coaching, that's what I tell people to do. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you are worth it. Mm -hmm. And it seems so stupid to do that. But if you can't, there's a problem. And you at least were at the point where because of the book, because of your dad, because of whatever, maybe part of your ego, which that can be a saving grace. I mean, it's not necessarily just detrimental, mm -hmm. but where you can look in the mirror and say, you're the man, Willie Mac. Today's the day, Willie Mac, you know. And there was times where I would say it in the mirror and I'd be crying because there was times I didn't believe it. Because, you know, you're arguing with that voice in the head. It's like, you're not really the man. How can you be the man you're not doing anything? How are you the man you don't have any money? How are you the man you on a bicycle? You know, I'm still the man. I'm sitting there arguing with myself. Like, if someone would have walked in the room, they would have been like, hey, Willie, can't. All right, you do what you're doing. I'm out of here. <laughs> right. Hey, you the man. You just keep being the man. <laughs> you the man. <laughs> But still, that so that's what helped get you out of the depression, though, correct? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, something that I've noticed that I enjoy doing now was I started giving back. Because when you start giving back and you start working with different people and different, just whether they're homeless, whether they're mental, mentally disabled or whatever it is, you start to notice like, Okay, I lost my teeth. This person lost. Oh, I might, I might be on a couch, but like you said, it's like at least you're on a couch. This person don't have that. Oh, you might you're on a bicycle. Oh, you must have money. It's like because some people, <laughs> some people don't have that. Like I'm sitting here eating these same sandwiches every day. Someone doesn't have that. It's like it makes you more and more grateful for the things that you have because you're starting to see. It almost made me feel like I was rich. Like, I'm a, I, I, I am wealthy. Here I am over here affording ham sandwiches. How who dare am I? you? Yeah, who are you? Who are you <laughs> to afford a ham So you're still – now you learned that program for work with your YouTube videos. I mean, geez, talk about fake it till you make it. But you did it. I did it. And – I got I got a call. It's funny because I was working this the, the job. I finally I finally had a car, working this decent, pretty good paying job as an editor for TV. And uh, my agent calls me. Hey, you have an audition in Santa Monica, Santa Monica from Burbank. With no traffic, it's maybe like a cool little thirty minute drive. In traffic, it's a two and a half hour drive. So. I go there, 30 minutes. I told my boss, I'm like, hey, give me two hours. I'll be back. Just need to do this audition, whatever. He's like, all right, go ahead. Just make up the hour. Or instead of getting off at 7 o'clock, you get off at 8 o'clock. I'm like, all right, cool, perfect. Go to Santa Monica, 30 minutes. Driving back, which would usually takes two and a half hours, I'm looking at my I'm looking at the watch, and it's like three hours at this point, and I'm still maybe another 40 minutes away. The job is calling. They're like, Willie, where you at? I'm like, oh, man, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. So I'm driving, and my agent calls me. As I'm going to the job, I'm like, hey, you got another audition right now for residency. And I was like, I can't do it. I, I can't. Or whatever. I, so, no, I told them okay, but I knew I wasn't going to go. I was just going to skip the audition. But as I drove past that audition, something told me, Willie, 
go back. You did not come out here to be working a nine to five. You did not come out here to be making other people wealthy. Who, who knows what audition is what audition for you? Turn my car around, go to that audition. I end up booking it. And that has been the job that took me over the top. Paid the most money I've ever made in probably all the years combined in California. And it's allowed me to be out here investing in property in St. Louis. It's allowed me to, whatever it is, like, I remember uh, my dad calling, talking about something need to be done at the church. And I just like, how much is it? Boop, 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 boop. There, get it done. Whatever needs to be done. Like, I'm now allowed these opportunities because I had faith in myself when I, there was no reason to have faith in myself. It looked like they say faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. I had a quarter of a mustard seed and I just needed to move a couple hills. And eventually. <laughs> so when was this? What what's it, what's the year? The month. Of this the is two thousand and fifteen. Was it two thousand fifteen? Yeah, two thousand fifteen. So from two thousand eight, when you graduated, two thousand fifteen, you've gone through all this stuff. All this stuff. All the depression, the couch surfing, still being a great dad to your son and a daughter who's he knew not nothing about it. Yep. You're, you're taking your mustard, your quarter of a mustard seed to move a couple of hills and you're just diligently plugging through. So a lot of people would say that that uh, premonition or that prompting to pull over was divine intervention. Is, mm -hmm. that what, is that what your dad would say? Yeah. So you pulled over and that changed everything. So I didn't, when I met you a year ago, I didn't know where you were how far out of that journey, where you were at in that journey. Um, so no more nine. Did you get fired? No, I end up, uh, they end up laying me off in May, May of 2016. Okay. But in, I think it was like July of 2016. They asked me to come back. It was because the TV industry is different. Even though it is considered a layoff, it's just when you have a season of work. And then once that season is over, you, usually you go look for more work, but if there's nothing for you to do, there's just nothing for you to do. And right. just nothing, there was no shows to edit. It was real slow. They was waiting for one of the shows to get picked up from another network. And uh, so they was like, hey, we need to lay you off for the next couple months. They laid me off for a couple months. And then in July, they hit me up and it's like, hey, we're ready for you to come back. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm not coming back. There's no I'm like, there's so much, there's so much for me to do. Like, I am so busy now that there was no way I would have been able to do half the things that I'm doing if I, like, I, I should be at work right now. Like, that's, and, and I see how miserable people are working their nine to fives. And they, some of them, not all. There are some people that love their job. Awesome. But I didn't. I did not want to be, because this is all I was doing for maybe like 12 hours a day was staring at a computer screen, making other people famous, making other people wealthy. And I was like, why can't I do this for myself? And it's because I didn't, even, even then, even up to like a month ago, it's like, I still didn't even believe in myself. It's like, I believe in myself, but did I really? <laughs> well, me, yeah. And the thing that really made me realize that was 
I lost a lot of money last year investing in what who were friends and their businesses. And let's just, I'm just throwing a number out there. Let's say $50,000. Somebody needed something for this movie. Somebody needed something for their food truck. Somebody needed something for this studio. Somebody needed something for their real estate business. And either they quit, they didn't make any money. They, whatever situation is and nothing. And I'm like, here I am investing all this money in other people and their dreams. Willie, why haven't you invested in your own dreams? Why haven't you invested in yourself? And it was because I, I was too busy hoping to make somebody else wealthy and they'll bring me along versus me believing in myself and bringing myself along and other people. So it's, it, it, I don't even say a month ago. It was probably earlier this year, but it was this year where I was like, no. People even now they're calling me, hey, Willie, you, no. All the money that I would think to invest in somebody else, I put towards me. I put towards building what I need to build to be where I need to be at. So tell me about the Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> so my mom has always said she, even from, she, she tells all the boys that she'll, she'll put it in a group text. One of you all need to give me my Cadillac Escalade <laughs> loaded first. So every time she, she sees my commercial online or on TV or wherever, every once in a while she'll hit me up. I'm getting closer to my down payment for my Escalade. And I, uh, yes, ma'am, you're getting close to your, your Escalade. Hold, hold on one second. Let me see if I have, do I have my, yes. So I'm reading this book right now. Robert Allen, nothing, no money down. It's one of these little financial st strategy books. And one of the things that I wrote down, let me, let me see if I can find this real quick. Yeah, not quick enough. Anyways, one of the things that I actually wrote down in this book is like, what is your purpose? What is your need in life? Like, why are you, what, what is your why is what it was asking me. And I wrote in there, my mama's Escalade and do all. Oh, I got horrible handwriting. But yeah, I was there like, it is. And I put a star by it, and that's my horrible Cadillac sign drawing. Wow, that is horrible. That Okay, you stick to editing because that <laughs> you draw like I draw. So I've seen it. I've actually seen it in person, even though a podcast is audio. I'm telling you, I've seen the, the why. But the why is important. You need to know the why. And for a while, the why was I, I'm worth it, I think, maybe, kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to tell myself. But it still was enough. I mean, you're right. Sometimes we do have to fake it till we make it a little bit. And, you know, you, you don't know what top is unless you know what bottom is. And mm -hmm. bottom is different for all of us. Now, you have given back in other ways. Was it a teacher of yours? Say that again? That you've given back in other ways. Was it your teacher? You went back and saw someone. I remember seeing something about it, and you gave her. There was something posted where you were giving back, and you were. Oh, yeah, she's a city councilwoman. Oh, that's what it was, yes. Yeah, she's a city councilwoman. She doesn't have a she, – she does a lot of work. She's the person that actually gets me into all these uh, – just like meeting with the mayor and the governor and she's like, Hey, I'm doing this home, this homeless event. Really come help, come do this. This is, and not only does she tell me to help, like she tells me, she's like, you need to be here. She'll also be telling me why I need to be there and why it makes sense. And now I'm at, I'm on, at first it's like, it's like pushing a cart 
until the car kind of pushes itself. It's like almost like trying to push it over the hill and then poof and watch it roll. So she'll be like, Willie, you need to be at this mayor's event because you're trying to get into speaking. There will be somebody there that you probably need to meet. And I'm like, oh, even if I don't want to go, like, oh, I don't want to go. But now I'll stay, she'll be like, you need to be at this homeless event because you know California just passed a $1.4 billion homeless bill to help get some of these homeless folks off the street. And if you're trying to be in real estate, it just makes sense. Like she, she, she tells me this. So now when I'm like, hey, is there another homeless event? Um, like, cause now you're thinking not just cause you want to help people out, but you also see, like once again, it's that saying that I said before, you help enough people get what they want, they'll help you get what you'll eventually get what you need. So it's like, it's, it's just, it just makes so much more sense to do it that way. And it's, and it's, and it's, it's a, I'm looking at life at a completely different pair of eyes, but yes, at the end of all this, once again, to get back to the original story. So she does all these things for people. And I found out she don't even have a computer, a laptop. She does everything from her cell phone. And I was like, what? I'm like, if you, you have, I can't even explain to you how much she does. Like she was nominated, um, this year, actually, uh, well, she was nominated for 2016 Woman of the Year by the California Congress because of all the work she does from a cell phone. She doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't, I don't, I don't say she doesn't know how to type. She finds the letters eventually. They'd be like, A, where's the S, where's the S? I'm like, right next to the A. S, where's the E? Oh, no. <laughs> Eh, eh. But so yeah, I got her laptop. Now does she use it? That's another story. But she has she has access to it. That's awesome. So kind of you kind of shot up in your stardom. But you're right. People don't realize that doesn't mean you're making money. You're not rolling in it. You don't have some house in Beverly Hills. You you don't you don't live next to Aerosmith or whoever. You know, you're still riding your bike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you still had that notoriety and you crashed the bottom, lost your teeth. You were homeless. Now, you never there's a lot of things that you really never did though. You never drank excessively or you've never written anything about drinking or drugs or your bottom was really just being homeless and and hating where your life was yeah pretty yeah that's pretty that's that was the biggest extent of it uh, to to be an excessive alcoholic sound like you need to have some money to do that <laughs> i don't know because people do it all the time they don't have money but yeah. i mean yeah i see your point but your bottom was really about you inside mhm mm and that and that sometimes could be to me that could be worse than being an alcoholic or a drug addict and all that other stuff to me. Because like you said, my bottom is different from somebody else's bottom. You hear somebody else's bottom, I'm like, that's, that's nothing. Let me tell you my story. And I, like I tell people sometimes when they're like, yeah, I'm having a hard day or whatever. I'm like, anytime you think you're having a really, really bad day, smile and be, and think Willie doesn't even have his bottom teeth. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do pretty much every day when I look in the mirror for my affirmations. I'm like, today's the day, Jen. Today's the day. Because Willie Mack doesn't even have his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, I don't really do that. That's horrible. That's so funny. The goal is to escalate. And now I actually worked for a company here in Reno, the Kia company. Mm. So, 
you had something that just happened recently. You can talk about it because it, it aired, right? Yeah. So you're in the Kia commercials. Oh, yeah. We, I've shot six different Kia commercials. Kia 2016 Kia Optima, 2016 Kia Soul, Sorento, Sportage. What other one is it? Forte and the 2017. Yes. Um, Your mom doesn't want one of those. She hasn't. Oh, we no. can get her the hookup on the Forte. Super easy. <laughs> I definitely can give her a hookup on a Forte. But no, she, <laughs> she, she still tells me. Every, she sees me. Are we closer to my Escalade? <laughs> so what's in the future? Ooh. What's happening now? Happening now. My focus is a few different things. Right now I'm in three different acting classes. I take, I do improv, TV, commercial classes, because like I said, it's about investing in myself. And I know what I'm good at and I need to refine it. Even if I, it's funny because people, I was at one acting class and uh, they was like, so how many people in there have auditioned? Handful of people have auditioned. I was like, what about you, Will? I'm like, oh, I audition a lot. It's like, all right. They're like, how many people in here have booked a job? There's one, just one lady right beside me raised her hand. She's like, oh, I did a uh, Pepsi AC infomercial down in Florida. And I was like, oh, wow. They're like, how about you, Willie? What have you done recently? And I was like, do this to that and that and that. And somebody was like, why are you even in this class? I'm like, why is a bodybuilder still in the gym? I'm like, just because I may seem in shape, I may seem like I'm doing real well right now, but you gotta strengthen that muscle because the person that was hot this this day, it wasn't hot, isn't hot right now. How do I know that? Because I was that guy. So I was like, I need to know what's going on at all points. So that is that's that's the main goal is acting. I'm writing uh I'm writing three different scripts with uh three different people. And the reason why, once again, my, I think it's amazing just to think about the same, how this is like, this is probably what the title of this needs to be is helping enough people get what they want, you'll eventually get what you want. So I have a lot of equipment. I have cameras and lights and sound, blah, blah, blah. And I listen to people and uh, they're like, oh yeah, I can't wait to be on TV. And I'll be like, why do you need to be on TV? Why can't you write you a web series and then put that in a film festival circuit and hopefully the right person, see, people sit around twiddling their thumbs all day. What can you do different? Yeah. They're like, you're right, you're right. They're like, I should write a script. I'm like, yeah, let's write a script. And I was like, okay. So I have sat down with three different people from three different backgrounds, religions, ethnicities, and wrote three different scripts with three different people. And so now what that has done for me is that has now put my brand, one of the per people, there's is uh, one of the girls that I was in the residency in commercial with. I'm writing a script with her. Uh, I met this Asian guy doing stand-up, and I'm writing a script with him. I'm meeting this Italian guy, writing a script with him, because I understand market marketability, I understand being commercial, I understand being visible. And if I can be, instead of just being visible, in the black and BET community, I was like, let me be visible in all these communities. And how can I do that? By helping these people write their scripts and helping these people film their thing and making sure that I have a role in there. That is awesome. So you're, you're enrolling in classes because you invest yourself. I love your analogy about the, the bodybuilder in the gym. And then acting's your number one. 
And number two, okay. and number two is this, real estate. Real estate. Real estate is really big to me because, like I said, I've had money and lost it all. So right. now I'm trying to figure, while I have money, how can I have financial freedom money? So where if I don't book another gig, how can I now still be okay? How can I get five, six properties paying a few, even if it's like $700 a month, that's enough to pay for my rent. That's enough to pay for my car, keep some food in me. And just every year, I want to be able to get another property, a rental property. Are you still doing the residence in commercials? Oh, yeah. Someone actually texted me a week ago and saw, saw they were, we were on the plane. That we're on like the back of the headrest. Like when you're walking through the airports, you'll see our spots. And we, uh, in November, renegotiated for an extra 21 months. So that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Right. And then you have the Kia commercials. Do you want to go different than commercials? Because it's not necessarily bigger. Do you want another show? Uh, that's my main, that's, that's it. I now want another show. I didn't always want another TV show. And it was because I didn't want to put in the work. Because to have a TV show is hard work. Because let's say, boom, we're going to give you, Jan, your own TV show. On paper, you're like, yes, this is what I always wanted. But then you notice you're going to be home, away from home a lot because you're going to be traveling to New York. You're going to be traveling all these places, doing all these interviews, and you're flying back and forth, and you're tired. And it doesn't matter if you're tired. You have another press conference. You got to go to these red carpets. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And not just that, just the pressure of just seeing critics all the time, like, oh, this show is awful. That Janet's ugly. Oh, Willie, this is no. Oh, God. It's like, oh. It's like mentally you have to be prepared to be on TV. Being famous sounds amazing, but how many times have you seen celebs go off on paparazzis? How many times have you seen celebs get themselves in some type of trouble and every little thing that you do gets escalated. You can barely tap somebody's car and all of a sudden you got to file some type of lawsuit agreement, paying all these hundreds of thousand dollars because this person's in a neck brace because Willie Mack hit you. It's like, <sighs> But with commercials, it's quiet money. People will never know how much I make because it's just a commercial. Oh, I seen Willie on a commercial. That's cool. Yeah. Little do they know I'm making more money than some of these people that actually have a TV show. Right. And that and that's a big part of it. I mean, there's the TV shows, there's the movie. Mm-hmm. There's so you'll you'll branch out in whatever direction, but you're willing to at least put the work in and you know you know the baggage that comes with it if yes. you do it. I, was, I wasn't ready for the baggage the first time. I mean, who, who is at 20, 21? You don't think about it. You're just thinking, hey, three months in the Virgin Islands, let's go. Right. You did, you, I never knew that I was going to have such a big ego and thinking that I'm high and mighty. And I, and, I, and I say, and I tell people sometimes, not only did my cousin knock my teeth out, he also knocked out and loosened up some of that ego that came along with it. So I kind of hear you saying that the blessings can be a curse and the curse can be what actually is a blessing. Ooh. Ooh. Your father needs to write a sermon on this. <laughs> Tell him I'll help him out later. But that's true, I think, and we don't realize it. And um, 
so if you had to give someone advice who's suffering depression or just not even wanting to go to California and act, just hitting their bottom, whatever that would be, well, what advice would you give? Besides telling them, smile inside the mirror every day because at least they got the teeth, I would also tell them, I mean, I, w I want them to figure out, even if they don't have a why, figure out a why. Because it's one thing to tell people, don't give up. Keep the, keep the faith. Uh, whether you tell them to pray or to believe in themselves, it's, it's easy to tell people what to do. It's like telling your kids, don't have sex because you don't want to get pregnant. Don't be going around smoking weed and doing drugs. And the kid's like, yeah, I do what I want. But once you, once you decide what a why is, even if it's a small why, my why is, like I told you, it's an escalate from my mom. So I, I've taken myself out of this. It's not because I want to be rich and famous because I want to be because I, it's like, no, it's as simple as getting her and escalate somebody else. What is it that you can do for somebody else? And think, think about that. What, what, what is, what is your why and how can you accomplish that? Why? Um, yeah, I would definitely tell them to sit there and give affirmations and talk to themselves and, compliment themselves and even if it's a even if it's a small compliment like for a while i used to be made fun of all the time because i was dark skinned and uh, even as a kid i mean you know society media blah 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 and it took me a while to get used to being okay with my own skin but i had to so even if they could just say hey i got nice eyebrows everybody don't have nice eyebrows Hey, you know, my mustache is all right. Even if it could be something little, because even if it's, the smaller it is, it makes you laugh. And it, even for that moment, it kind of knocks you out of that depression. For you to sit there and be like, you know what? No one wears eyeglasses like me. You're going to laugh because that's such a silly thing to say. And for that moment, it's like you'll, you'll feel a, a piece of clarity. And I used to, when I was talking to myself, besides saying, you the man, Willie Mac, in the mirror, I would, I, would, I would roast, make fun of myself in the mirror. Well, look at you. You don't even have to, you can't even bite down on anything. Like I would sit there and just make, talk. I would make fun of myself because I felt silly being upset over Sutton's teeth. I can, once, I can eventually get some teeth and no one will ever know. If I didn't take my dentures out right now, people would never know. Yeah, it's, it's just little, it's minor things that could do so much for you. It's kind of like that crack. They say, like, there might be a crack in a dam, and then they'll spin a, they'll spin, they say, like, maybe, let's say, a little bitty crack in a dam, and they'll spend maybe two, three hundred thousand dollars on fixing this one little crap, crack. They're like, why would someone spend so much on a crack? Because that one little crack eventually, can do so much damage. So even something so small as complimenting your eye, your nose, your nose hair, could just do so much for you in the long run. All right. So, yeah. Build yourself up. Yeah. What would you say? What's something that you tell people? Well, that's that is actually a huge thing that I use when coaching people that you have to you have to realize at some point that you're worth it, and you don't necessarily think that you are. So it is the same thing. Look in the mirror and say, you are worth it. And mm -hmm. finding your why is huge. And your why can change. 
your why can be something different next week because mm -hmm. everything changes and life changes. And, you know, sometimes my why is more about my kids because they need that. And sometimes my why is more about something else. But basically what you're saying is when you remove yourself from the equation, you are worth it. Willie Mac is worth it. Okay. I'm mm -hmm. worth it. Um, but your why is not necessarily directly about you. It's indirectly about you if it's about you at all, because I believe, I mean, whether it's religion or karma or what, whatever you believe, things tend to come back around. It's that law of attraction. What you give is what you get. And I love the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So if you put off positivity, you'll get more positivity. If you put off negativity, you're going to get more negativity. So to believe in yourself and to say you're worth it, maybe you are faking it a little bit, but you put it out there anyway. Because in turn, that is what you will get back. And when you start to see it, then you start to believe it. Oh my gosh, this might be true, Willie Mac. Today yeah. might be your day. Um, and so I just think you need to project what you want to receive. And, and a lot of that comes, like what you said, your biggest struggle was within. That comes from within. From mm -hmm. And I think you should smile at everybody, and I think everybody should be hugged. Well, almost. There's a couple people maybe I would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might have to rethink that one. But, you know, I mean, you've worked with the homeless population. You work with people that have been shunned. You felt that way. And we can make an enormous impact in the life of another person in passing without even realizing it, mm -hmm. without front, just by being ourselves. And if you're, if you're thinking every day, you know, who am I, who do I get the to impact today without even knowing it, you'll project differently. That's very true. You never know who's watching you. Everyone's watching you and no one's watching you. And that's yeah. the thing. <sighs> Nobody cares, but and everybody's watching. They're not going to know. Yep. And like you, I like how you said your why could change because it's true. Because after I get my mom escalated, it's like, what's my why now? <laughs> <laughs> you are screwed at that point. <laughs> so then it's like you find another why. And it's like there's a difference between... I, I like to, what I also do is I have, I have duns. And when I say duns, what a done is to me, because I don't like setting goals because goals are, people set goals all the time. This year I'm going to lose weight. And when you don't lose the weight, that depresses you. Yeah, oh, this year I'm going to make a hundred thousand. If you don't want to make a hundred thousand, then you go through whatever mental thing happens. But when you have a done, it's like, I'm going to make a hundred thousand. Now you don't put a time limit to yourself. I'm right. going to lose this many pounds. Don't put a time limit to yourself because it's, it's too much pressure. You got enough pressure going out throughout the day. So, right. Thank you so much, Willie, for being on and sharing everything. And you're, everybody's got a great story and I'm glad I can give more of a voice to yours in a small way. Uh, still think editing, all your editing needs should be passed through Willie. But that's okay. <laughs> At least mine. My answer. Yes, yes. Yes, yours. <laughs> and, and I, but I really appreciate you willing to share your story. Yeah, Thank no problem. Thank you so much for listening in to Jen Taylor Rerouting. Like, share, and of course, comment. I welcome input with attitude. Get a copy of my book on Amazon, Hello, My Name is Warrior Princess, or check out my website, jentaylor.net. And if you still want more, sign up for one of my coaching packages.